morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans on the crust of fruited plains. From sea to shining sea, this is the host who loves it the most, Luke Throop, here for another fine, fantastic, feisty sort of Friday for Torch Report 438, looking beyond the political circus. Today, we will be extending our gaze to the not-so-distant horizon, where I think there are some things going to be revealed that are getting overlooked right now. But first, friends, happy Friday, and thank you for being here. Welcome to all the new subscribers. Welcome to all the new listeners. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump right in. We're going to do a little process of elimination here, okay? I want to start out with what we're not going to talk about today, and I put several spiffy little annotated screenshots in the report. Friends, hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to check out all these spiffy screenshots. We see one image, one face, one American moment, the Donald Trump mugshot, dun, 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 ha, you know, over here at Metro, we get the the headline, scowling Donald Trump gives death stare, an unprecedented mugshot, dun, 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 what Donald Trump's mugshot says about him, according to CNN, dun, 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 <laughs> and of course, over at Fox News, for the first time in quite a while, they have Donald Trump there, and they say, look who's back, Trump returns to social media making a bombshell post after the booking. Oh my gosh. President Trump's first tweet of, a, of his mugshot got over 120 million views. Elon Musk responds, this is some next level stuff, man. Holy smokes. And one last screenshot here just for your perusal, friends. The mugshot, August 24th, 2023, was in fact election interference. Election interference. That's what this is all really all about. So never lose sight of that fact. Arresting the former president, the top presidential contender on a completely bogus charge just days after the first primary debate, it just smacks of kabuki theater, friends. But isn't it interesting, you know, how Fox has been more or less silent on Trump, right? Now he's back! Oh my gosh! You know, and of course, he's returned to Twitter, and he made a bombshell posting and all that, you know? And it's it's just astonishing how amazing, OMG, it makes me want to puke! <laughs> Personally, I find all this gaslighting... Uh, just fascinating, you know, it, the the part of him being back out on social media after getting booked, now he's indicted, now he's in booked, now he's got a mugshot, and now he's back on social media, and now he's back on Fox News, that's just fascinating to me. It's the most fascinating aspect of the entire charade, but of course, that's not what I want to talk about, friends. You can, uh, if you are excited about this, I did put a link in the report there if you want to get your own very own Trump mugshot t-shirt, you know, a slew of other swag from vendors big and small. There's no doubt pretty much everyone's going to be capitalizing on this in one way or another. It's going to be going on and on and on, and I'm just going to try to ignore it as much as human possi- humanly possible because, honestly, friends, we got bigger fish to fry, you know. Uh, Luke, what do you mean? What what would be more important in indicting Donald Trump? Well, how about those neocon warhawk rhinos talking about unilateral military action in Mexico? Military action in Mexico. Now, 
How about those uh, accusations that the Kremlin took out the, the Wagner boss and that that actually turns out to be an absolute lie? You know, how about those radical environmentalists that keep getting caught sparking wildfires all around the globe? We could talk about any of that. Matter of fact, evidently, uh, investigators over in Maui, they believe that the utility company has been removing and tampering with evidence that could indicate how this historic blaze ignited. It could, maybe, but now that evidence is gone. Meanwhile, as the uh, Hawaiians are still grieving and still digging up the charred remains of their loved ones, FEMA workers are enjoying five-star accommodations and luxury results, you know. And the government over there, they're trying to black all this out. They're trying to to uh, enforce a media blackout, blocking footage from the devastation. Everything that's going on in Maui just gets more insane by the day, it seems. But the question is, is this all coincidence? You know, all this stuff coming out, about the uh, unilateral military action in Hawaii. How about the, you know, the, the, the assassination of Putin's right-hand man? How about the radical environmentalists sparking wildfires? All the stuff in Hawaii. Is, any of this, is it just coincidence that it's all coming out now? It's as if to say, oh, nothing to see here because Trump, 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 Trump. And everybody's talking about Trump, so they don't really pay attention to these other things, right? Did you hear about Carlos Santana getting scorched for telling his fans at a concert that a woman is a woman? And they're treating him as if this is some sort of violent hate speech. Hey, did you hear about Elon Musk getting sued by the Department of Justice because his hiring practices harmed asylees and refugees? Because Elon Musk was prioritizing hiring American citizens. Oh, how unjust. Now, I know, oh, I know, did you get this? Did you, uh, did you hear about those hikers? They spotted a, a half, no, a totally naked, totally naked wolf man up in the mountains. Did you hear about that? It happened over in Germany, but it was such a thrilling news, and such thrilling news travels so fast, I'm just sure that's why the mainstream media has picked up on the story. I'm just sure of it, friends. I mean, there's so much going on in the world, but there, there's no way they could leave out the naked wolf man. I mean, come on. You gotta make sure everybody knows about the naked wolf man. Friends, elsewhere in the news, liberals are lamenting the fact that conservative pop culture is having a moment right now. That's their way of processing the meteoric rise of Oliver, Oliver Anthony's smash new hit, The Rich Men North of Richmond. As that anthem continues to shatter records and topple charts, it's, it's making it the most popular song in the entire nation, much to the chagrin of the progressive liberal schmucks who generally control the industry. But again, friends, it's all just distractions. Oh my gosh, it's lights, it's bells and whistles and woo, 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 you know? And meanwhile, you know, how about China? How about China's facing no pain-free solutions for propping up its own slowing economy. Doesn't that put them in a desperate state? What are they going to do? You know, how about the Pentagon flying Ukrainian pilots to Texas and Arizona so they can learn how to fly their F-16s? You know, I mean, we can't just send our own pilots and our own F-16s. We got to use somebody else's F-16s and then train the Ukrainian pilots by flying them out to Texas. How about all of that, friends? How about all the Americans right now that are panic searching for living off the grid? We got to get off the grid because millions of people are trying to flee the crime infested, sick and twisted, self-destructing liberal cesspools once called cities. Tell me, friends, what is it that really stands out to you in all of this? I'm curious. I honestly am. We're going to get to the substance here, but I wanted to throw that all out there. What stands out to you? Is it the idiocy of it all? Idiocy of it all. 
Is it the sheer volume of distraction? Is it the casual inclusion of serious issues sandwiched between the madness? Is, is it the, the sense that it's all coming apart at the seams? You know, any one of these stories could be interesting to talk about. You know, several of the stories that is throughout there, they're worth drilling down on. But I really, I just want, like I said, scattershot, throw it all out there, and then I want to blow past it all in order to get to the bigger picture. Because, friends, as you know, there's always a bigger picture. And if you've been with me for a while, I think you've probably got a pretty good working grasp of that bigger picture. But I'm going to try to lay it all out right here, right now. Here's the bigger picture. Here's the big picture. Okay. Centralized government control and state ownership. So when the government controls and owns the means of production and consumption, that is a central component of communism. It comes right out of the Communist Manifesto. Matter of fact, it's right there in the UN and Sustainable Development Goals too. Not a coincidence. Now on the other side of things, the collaboration between corporations and banks and big corrupt government bureaucrats that's the hallmark of fascism, right? And both systems, communism and fascism, they aim to consolidate power in the hands of the ruling class, who then want to forcefully impose the will of the few against the will of the many. Now, in both communism and fascism, it's the ruling class elites who impose their will and exploit the working class peasants. That's the way it is. It's the way it's always been. The elites live above the law and they subjugate the commoners to serfdom. And for the most part, you know what? History tells us that the majority of people simply just go along with it. History indicates that this is a predictable human pattern. There have always been a few crazy sociopaths in the world who want to rule the world. You know, there have always been enough useful idiots for them to exploit to give it a try. Hey, why not try to rule the world? I mean, I'm going to get these damn fools to follow along. All right, you know. Now, how about you uh, give me all your money and do what I tell you? <laughs> That's basically it, right? So, but there, there's always, there have always been a remnant strain of rebels who insist on living free. Because resistance is the spice of life, and resist we must! There have always been warriors who will fight to the death, who will fight the odds to protect not just themselves, but to protect this right to be free, as opposed to living like slaves to the state. That remnant of rebels, those warriors are always there. These warriors fight Again, not just for themselves, but to protect the vulnerable and the exploited. To rouse the human spirit and inspire others to stand against the tyrants. That's where we're at right now. Those who are willing, by their innate you know, instinct, by the, by the, you know, everybody's made a little bit different, right? But, you know, some people are just born with that will to resist, born with that warrior spirit. Those who are willing to, to match force with force, will change the course of history time and time again. They are the ones who will restore balance to power and bring justice back to the land. Only the few. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and, uh, and perhaps for the first time in all of human history here, I don't know, you know, the commies and the fascists have teamed up 
with the big banks and big pharma and big tech and big gov, and they've done this to form an unholy alliance that is dead set on crushing these rebels for good. I will wipe your seed from the earth, okay? The aim of these commies and these fascists and these big banks and big pharma, big tech, big gov, this unholy alliance aims to fully domesticate the masses, to train them to accept their enslavement. You will eat bugs, own nothing, and be happy, peasant! You know, they're going to force citizens everywhere to submit to the whims of the dystopian surveillance state. Kind of reminds me of an old song. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. <laughs> Little smashing pumpkins, you know? But it sounds outrageous, doesn't it? You know, when I say that, that, you know, the commies and the fascists unite. So right now, you know, back in times past, the warrior class had to fight off the fascist or the warrior class had to fight off the commies. But now the commies and the fascists and all, you know, the big, the big guys are all teaming up against the little guys, you know, so we can see it and we can rage against it. But man, is it, what can we really do? But again... It all sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, who in their right mind thinks that there's a secret global cabal that's working to enslave us all, to enslave humanity in an inescapable socialist surveillance state? Who thinks that? Come on, Luke, come on. You know, what kind of person believes that communists and fascists have joined forces to advance their common agenda of consolidating total power and control? I mean, come on, you know. I'm sure you can see how some people think that might sound, some people probably think that sounds a little bit crazy, right? But I'm here to tell you, friends, it is crazy, but it is true. And today, here is the proof, okay? I, uh, I first brought up this idea of the unholy alliance uh, back, back in uh, what, May, Torch Report 368, when commies and fascists unite. And I didn't get a lot of response on that. I was kind of surprised. But I was writing about it back then and digging into it. It was the first time it occurred to me that both of these sides are working toward the same objective of, as, of consolidating power and control. And in essence, you know, communists and fascists are really just two sides of the same coin. Both of them believe that they know what's best for everyone else. And both of them have an insatiable appetite to dominate other people. And both have an authoritarian tendency to trample and execute anyone who gets in their way. So to provide some concrete evidence of this today, uh, this, is, that this is exactly what's happening all around the world, I want to turn your attention to, the, to three uh, announcements here. To the following three announcements. Uh, announcing... Number one, the new World Health Organization Civil Society Commission is out to strengthen civil society organizations to accelerate progress in global health. That's the first announcement. Announcement number two, Biden-Harris administration launches artificial intelligence cybersecurity challenge to protect America's critical infrastructure. So Biden-Harris, they're launching an AI cyber challenge. We'll get to that in a minute. That third announcement Glasgow, uh, Glasgow is transforming itself into a digitally inclusive city, and here's how they're doing it. Now, those three announcements, if you were to get into them, on the face of it, it may not be real clear what the connection here is. But upon careful inspection by yours truly, the evidence will become clear. So let's just start at the top here, okay? The World Health Organization, they just launched a new civil society commission 
ostensibly the Civil Society, Civil Society Commission was, was uh, launched to strengthen the role of civil society in accelerating progress toward global goals. Now, just in case you didn't know, civil society is code for socialist society, which is code for communist society. Now, this accelerated progress is actually referring to, if you were to read through the announcement, it's referring to the Global Initiative on Digital Health. And if you were to look at the Global Initiative on Digital Health, you would see that it is designed to facilitate, and I quote, the deliberate use of top-down digital transformation tools, okay? The deliberate use of digital transformation tools. And they're going to facilitate the deliberate use of these digital transformation tools from the global to the national to the state to the local level. It's top-down centralized control, and top-down centralized control is textbook communism. Thus, we see here... You know, from the WHO, we see these public-private partnerships, civil society. You know, they're working synergistically to install a top-down digital surveillance state. The, the, the great inescapable socialist surveillance state that's necessary to test and to track and to treat the peasants like lab rats. Which um, is exactly, you know, what they want. And, of course, all of this is going to inevitably be linked to our social credit and carbon footprints and other surveillance schemes and all that. But we don't have time for all that today here, friends. Uh, now, uh, I got to keep this short and sweet. Matter of fact, I got to go get a load of gravel. I got a big project this weekend. But for right now, let me turn our attention to the White House. Whitehouse.gov. Biden, Harris administration, August 9th, 2023. Did you know about this? Two weeks ago, okay? Biden-Harris administration launches Artificial Intelligence Cyber Challenge to protect America's critical software, okay? Several leading AI companies, including Google, Microsoft, and OpenAI, are going to partner with the Deep State DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, uh, Authority, whatever. It's, they're making a major competition to make software more secure. Our AI is safe and secure. I, our AI is safe and secure. Now, Biden and Harris... What they're about to do is fork over $20 million in quote-unquote prizes, and they're going to give $20 million in prizes to Google, Microsoft, and OpenAI to work with DARPA in order to make software more secure. And I just want to be real clear on how this works. First, the government extracts extracts maximum taxes from the peasants. Second, the government funnels this money to billion-dollar corporations who don't really need more of your taxpayer dollars, but they're going to get it. Because third, the billion-dollar corporations can build the government whatever the government wants. And then fourth, of course, in exchange, the corporations give the government backdoor access. And of course, the fifth step here is the private corporations install the government's surveillance technology and everybody cheers. Yay! Now... This is textbook fascism, okay? And if you toss in lobbying, uh, the lobbying money that funnels back into the government, then really what we have is a full circle of incestuous fascist partnerships that are raping and pillaging the American village. But of course, friends, America's not exactly leading the way in all of this, right? Nothing new under the sun. 
there are other countries out here doing this, and they're getting a little further, a little faster. And since the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, is so far out in the lead, being the role model for the world and all of that, let's just take a quick look at Glasgow to get a sense of what comes next. Now, that Glasgow link, uh, it actually came from the World Economic Forum website this morning. That's also where I first heard about Biden administration, uh, the Biden's AI challenge and all that. But you see, friends, the WEF, it's like a hub for the global elites. That's where they coordinate and they get their marching orders. That's why the, uh, the glowing article about Glasgow transforming itself into a digitally inclusive city caught my eye. It made me wonder, well, geez, what do the people of Glasgow think about this transformation? And what does digitally inclusive even mean? So, I took it upon myself to do a little looking. And just as I suspected, digitally inclusive is just a fancy way of saying a complete, inescapable digital surveillance state. And I did put some links here to some Glasgow articles. If you want to hear from the Glasgowians yourselves, you know, 5,352 CCTV closed-circuit cameras make it the most surveilled city in the UK. That's what digitally inclusive means. It means 5,350 closed-circuit cameras, you know, uh, cameras. And then another article. New city surveillance sparks call for urgent law change. Super intelligent 400 CCTV cameras, uh, you know, scam Glasgow. Understanding digital criminal justice provisions in Glasgow now that they have the super intelligent uh, surveillance system. Anyway, I threw that last one in there, friends. I just noticed the time. I'm a little long. Wrap it up here. Uh, I threw that last one in there just to demonstrate where it all leads. You know, digital surveillance leads to digital criminal justice, which, of course, is just a fancy way of saying we're watching. And if you do, if you do or if you say or if you express anything that the state deems to be detrimental to peace and stability, you will be punished. <laughs> you know, digitally, of course, you know, thanks to the the new digital currency and all that, friends. I expect uh, that before we know it, friends, we're going to be experiencing all of this right here at home. The commies and the fascists are already here, and while everyone else is squawking about Trump, 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 the secret hand of the global cabal continues to tighten the noose around the necks of us all, and keep that in mind as you watch the political circus. Friends, that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please go to the website, find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you had not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and have a, uh, a fabulous Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, friends. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.